welcome to a very special year-end edition of Mav Geeks with Jamie Gordon and me, Ginny Carlin. Today, my friends, we are tracking Santa with NORAD. Yep, Jenny, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We're almost there and I can't wait to hear this conversation that you've had with the guys over at NORAD. But uh, your preparations for Christmas just about ready? Yes, I think so. I've got the tree up. I've got my it's slightly out of scale Boeing 747 decoration that goes on the tree every year. That's that's there and ready to go. Just a minute, just a minute. Where is it? Is it on the top? <laughs> Do you know what? It's not on the top because, yeah, I need the star on the top because obviously the plane needs to follow the star, you know what I mean? So it knows where it's going. I have no aviation uh, accoutrements on my tree whatsoever. Well, this one is pretty special, I have to say. And seeing as this week is the final creation of the 747, the last one's been made this week, I feel it's quite fitting, you know what I mean? Isn't that an extraordinary accolade for the airframe more than anything else that, you know, it's still actually being manufactured up until today? I know, from the 60s right through to today. So I think, do you know what, Jamie? I think that 747 is going to go on top of the tree now. Now you've said that. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's only right and proper. <laughs> Yes, definitely. So I just need to say as well how excited I am for this episode. We did something a little bit similar last year. I always love to hear Norad talking about Santa because, of course, as we know, Jamie, he is the world's greatest aviator, the most famous. I know, and I did a bit of research actually on the on the Norad website, which I can thoroughly recommend. And of course, the most striking thing, and indeed the most obvious thing, is that Santa can outstrip an F-22 by a country mile. Do you know what? That is so massively going to affect the ego of a lot of fast jet pilots, isn't it? <laughs> OK, so without further ado, let's find out more about what actually happens when Santa and his nine reindeer take to the skies. As Ginny speaks to First Lieutenant Sean Carter, who's the NORAD Track Santa Programme Manager. It's so nice to have you with us. Thank you so much for getting up so early in the morning. Really appreciate that. Can you tell us a little bit about the mission of NORAD? It would be my pleasure, yes. So NORAD is concerned with homeland defense. So that is the defense of North America. So primarily Canada and the United States. It is uh, aerospace warning, aerospace control, and maritime warning. So primarily anything that flies above the air or space above America and Canada is going to catch the attention of NORAD. Primarily things that shouldn't be there, but all the things that should be there too. Right. So we, we like to call it the most noble mission. Right. It's uh, homeland defense. That's what we do. It's our bread and butter. So imagine that's not something that everybody packs up at six o'clock at night and goes home from doing. It, it must be like all the time. Oh, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. 24-7. Now, let's talk a little bit about another mission that you do, which is arguably more important than your everyday mission uh, that you do for one day a year. And that is tracking Santa. Um. Can you tell us a little bit about how you go about that? Uh, well, they're definitely both almost equally important. Let's go with equally important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so Santa, yeah, he's uh, he's his own kind of foreign object, right? And so that's why we're tracking him too. And that's been going on now since 1955. So 67 years we've been tracking the world's jolliest elf. And that started because actually of a typo, a misprinted ad in a local newspaper here in Colorado Springs. Way back when there was a young girl who called trying to talk to Santa Claus. And she actually ended up calling an Air Force colonel at the time.
time, who was at the operations desk in Conad, which was NORAD's predecessor. And he quickly realized the mistake that the young girl had made and role-played Santa at the time. And that just kind of gave birth to the tradition that we've been doing every year of tracking him. So really jolly thing that we do around here, you know, just to add our own kind of spirit to the holiday season. And I and I think it's its own kind of noble mission. I really do. Absolutely. Uh, how easy is it for you to track Santa? Uh, well, the guy flies faster than Starlight. So it's, you know, I can't say that it's easy. <laughs> You know, sometimes I think he throws us a bone and slows down a little bit just so that we can say hi. You know, we, you know, our fighters, they, they tip their wings to him and he gives a little twinkle of his eye back. But uh, it's our complementary multi-domain capabilities that work in tandem with each other in order for us to even get a sight picture of him at times. But that being said, they are very capable. So it's our jets, right? Our F-15s, F-18s, our CF-18s. And then we've got our string of radars up there in Canada and then our satellites and all of them come together to give a really good sight image of where he is at all times on his magical journey on the 24th. Now, we've been speaking, I guess, to your colleagues who are at RAF Filingdales who also watch the skies. And they were saying just how exciting and excitable the atmosphere gets around Christmas Eve when he first comes on the scope, when they first see him. Is it the same at NORAD? Oh, absolutely. 100%. From the minute that he takes flight and he leaves the North Pole to the very last package that he delivers, which is typically somewhere around Hawaii. It varies a little bit year to year, but typically somewhere around there, that's his last present before he heads back. The excitement and the buzz around here is tangible. It's just incredible. And I guess you're all working, as we were saying earlier, all over the Christmas period anyway. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Yeah. The mission doesn't stop, right? Our Homeland Defense mission doesn't stop on December 24th. It's just that we pick up an extra special mission on that day as well. So I heard a little rumor from one of your colleagues that the heat signature that's found in a ballistic missile, which I guess at NORAD and Filingdales you're kind of on the lookout for, is the same heat signature that's found in Rudolph's nose. I find that amazing. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that that was declassified some time ago, but it is true. I can confirm this, that uh, his red nose gives off the exact same infrared signature that a missile launch would give off. Um, And that is, yeah, that's kind of one of the trade secrets around here. That's part of what makes it a little bit easier to track him, Uh, especially when you've got, you know, some unpredictable weather patterns and whatnot. Yeah, that's one of the things we can reveal is that that red nose helps us to keep a pretty good idea of where he's at at all times. And do you know how many people actually do track Santa with NORAD online? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can I can throw all kinds of stats your way actually. So last year we had over 14 million visits to our website. And so that was that was pretty impressive in and of itself. We had almost two million followers across our social media handles. We had a reach of four billion. And I guess reach is a little different than just followers. That's just how many people had at least heard of it or been affected by it in some way, shape, or form. We answered almost fifty-four thousand calls in person person, we received 150,000 of those. And so I'll kind of foot stomp. So everybody who calls into our call center will get an update on Santa's location. Not everybody will necessarily get a live caller, but they'll get an answering machine if you don't get a live caller and they'll give you an update there. And then we encourage those folks who don't get a live caller to either try and call back or to visit the website or to check our phone app. Uh, There's a number of ways you can do it. Amazon Alexa users can ask their Alexa for Santa's location. If you're an OnStar user, you can ask OnStar. Uh, we have a variety of ways to do it. And that phone number, right? So one eight seven seven high norad or noradsanta.org. There's all kinds of ways you can find us, his location day of. 
Now, we always say here at Mav Geeks that Santa, the most famous aviator in the world. I would always wonder what it would be like to actually meet him. Do you actually get to speak to him? No. So we don't have comms with him. The closest we've had is that our, our fighter pilots will tip their wings, right? That's, right? that's the closest we get to it. And we've had some fighter pilots that say that that is hands down the most magical experience of their lives is just tipping the wings. And it's like they're six years old again um, <laughs> when he gives this little twinkle in his eye. And I mean, they swoon. You know, it's, it's incredible. It really is. The guy will make you feel like a child again. And how important is it? do you think, for NORAD to continue tracking Santa? Obviously, Homeland Security, we've spoken about that. That's obviously the most important thing. But how important do you think it is for NORAD to enable children the world over to track Santa? Oh, I I think it is of paramount importance. As important as it is to keep us safe in our homes at night, it's equally important that we remind everyone that there's still magic in the world, that we keep that spirit alive, that there's something out there worth fighting for, that children have a world to inherit where there's still a bit of magic in it. It's of paramount importance to me. Now, let's get down to the nitty gritty, Sean. Do you take on extra people at Christmas, maybe some kind of NORAD elves to help you with this special mission? (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes, ma'am. So our volunteers are critical. We would not be able to get the job done without them. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. We had, so last year, and last year, right, we were still a little bit affected by COVID, and we had about 550 volunteers. This year, we're almost doubling it. We have about 900 volunteers this year, and these people really are the heart and soul of the program. They come out of the woodworks. As soon as we open up the floodgates, they fill these volunteer slots. It's amazing. And we have virtual options, courtesy of Amazon Web Services. It's incredible, the outpouring of support that these people just... I get a little choked up thinking about it because it really is. It's amazing. Um, People love the program and and it's generational, right? So you've got grandparents that did it when they were young. They sign up to do it with their kids and now their grandkids are doing it. And they'll set aside hours of their holiday season, right? December 24th, they're sitting there at the phones taking these calls from children all around the world, answering and giving updates on Santa's location. And sometimes these kids, you know, they don't quite understand that we don't work for Santa, that we're just giving updates on his location, but they'll call and they'll say, well, you know, what I want for the holiday season is for, you know, my brother to feel better. My brother's been very sick lately. And all I really want is for that, you know, is for my brother to just be healthy. And and they have to take a knee after the phone call like that, right? They get very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's that kind of thing that is life affirming and it, it reminds us what the holiday seasons are really all about. So it is. It's to go back to your original question, yes, the volunteers are the heart and soul of the program. Oh, thank you, Sean. I know that one of your colleagues said to me last year that, you know, there's so many similarities between Santa Claus and I guess what you guys are doing at NORAD all the year round, you know, that Santa has this a bit of a life of service, making sure people are okay, looking after people, bringing joy and stability and safety to people. There's a lot to be said for the similarities, aren't there? Absolutely. 100%. Brilliant. So, Sean, I've got to ask you a very, very serious question now, and that is, are you on the nice list or are you on the naughty list this year? Uh, well, that depends entirely on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if my wife is going to catch this program or not, but um, yeah, depending on who you ask. No, it's I would say 85% nice, 85% nice. It's been a good year. 
Excellent. Sean, I'll let you go in a second, but we're obviously BFBS, the Forces Station. We have a lot of Forces families, Forces children who are away from their families this Christmas. Have you got a little message for them? Just keep believing. Keep on trucking along. Many of us have been in your shoes on either side of that, and uh, it's not easy. We know that it's not easy. We appreciate that sacrifice. It does get better, and um, you'll be together again soon. And thank you. Sean, thank you. Thank you for your service and thank you for everything that NORAD does in not just tracking Santa, but keeping all of us safe. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Do you know what, Jamie? That chat with Sean just made my year. Last year when we spoke to NORAD, it kind of I had to be quiet for the rest of the day, just taking it all in. But speaking to Sean and hearing just how in so much detail NORAD take the whole challenge of tracking Santa and see it as a duty to children all across the world. I mean, you heard how he got kind of quite choked up speaking about it, about the whole thing of service and everything. I just thought, what a lovely way to spend an afternoon chatting to somebody. When I say an afternoon, it was very, very early for him. Isn't it great to have that kind of attitude at this time of year? You know, it's all service related, thinking about the kids and goodness knows we could all do with some feel-good factors. And he epitomised that, I think. And again, just going back to the stats, some of the stats are amazing. I love the fact that he, Santa starts at 260 pounds in weight uh, when he sets <laughs> off and comes back 1,260 pounds in weight after all the cookies, carrots and, um, dare I say, whiskey. Well, to be fair, I can understand that because that's a bit like probably you and I going to all our Christmas do's, really, Jamie. You know what I mean? For the last 30 years, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. And I think as well, one thing to say is the everyday mission of NORAD is absolutely vital to Homeland Security, to world security. And for them to sort of step out, to do this as well, to do it so completely, to enter into it with such gusto so that children are kept entertained and have got an eye on Santa, you know, take my hat off to them, really. It really is highly commendable. That's just about it, isn't it? We're almost at the end of the year and the end of the series. I think that we could possibly crack open the mince pies now, Jamie, and maybe have a little uh, a little eggnog. Oh, I just think eggnog's the foulest thing in the world. I don't know why anybody drinks it, but there we go. Thank you very much to everybody who's taken part in our series. Jamie, it's been your first series. I really hope you're back for the next one. I hope you enjoyed it. And, of course, thank you to the fantastic Gisela Waldron and the divine Sean Harper, who's our sound designer on this series. Thank you so much. And don't forget to join us as well on BFBS Radio, 3 o'clock UK time, as we track Santa on Christmas Eve. So, Jenny, thank you so much for inviting me onto this series. And if I am invited back next year, I might tell you about when I flew with Gary Newman in his World War II fighter trainer. Merry Christmas. <laughs> You're coming back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.